Hi, and welcome to this episode of Modern Health with Dr. J. Today, I'm excited to talk to one of my patients who I have had the pleasure of working with for over the last year and a half. Michelle came to me after struggling with weight loss resistance. She was following a strict nutrition and exercise program and had zero results. She was frustrated. She felt like she was just spinning her wheels, putting in a ton of effort and seeing very little results. She knew she was missing something, but didn't know what. So I want to share her journey and how she was able to overcome her weight loss resistance, what she learned along the way and where she is now. I know that this story will resonate with you and hopefully give you the motivation and inspiration to figure out your own health issues. So let's dive right in and let's hear Michelle's story. Hi, Michelle, and thank you so much for being on the show. I wanted to give you a warm welcome um, as one of my patients who I have worked with for quite some time now. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to share your story because, um, well, we've been working together now for what, about a year and a half, really closely? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And I have been super proud of your accomplishments. And I was thinking, why am I hogging all of this to myself? We need to share it with the world. <laughs> so um, if it's okay with you, we can just dive in and I'd love to hear your story and I'll kind of just ask some questions. And if there's anything that you want to add that I missed, um, please make sure that you add that in. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Awesome. So why don't we start from the beginning and tell me what made you reach out to me? Well, I think it was a combination of a lot of things. I, you know, I'd met you through um, CrossFit coaching and I felt like there was a good connection there and that you were somebody that was very relatable. And, you know, I think I was just trying to seek out a little bit uh, out of curiosity of what you were doing with your practice and, and how I could maybe benefit from even just the mindset that you brought to things. Um, and I thought, I uh, honestly, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, in, in the vet, that is like the best thing, actually. Um, you know, probably all my experience with any medical practitioners or any other kind of like, you know, wellness individuals is a bit more of a one and done. If you told me back then that we would be where we are now, I probably wouldn't believe you, but I'm really grateful for it. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. And tell me, like, what were the things that you were struggling with that made you um, come and reach out? Hmm. Probably the biggest thing was the fact that, you know, I never felt good. Um, or, and that the more that I tried to, you know, do what I thought was the right thing, the worse I felt. And so, you know, most, most things will tell you, you're probably not doing the right thing. (laughs) Um, and I struggled to, um, you know, maintain or to achieve like what I thought should be the weight that I would be at based on my activity level. And, um, you know, I struggled with my training energy levels. And, um, so I would, I would say those are kind of the high, the high level, um, things I, mostly the things I didn't know. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, it was, 
I just remember because you worked with my husband on nutrition Mm -hmm. for almost a year or over a year. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You just felt like you were not getting anywhere. Yeah. I actually remember when he finally said, I think it's time to talk to Jane. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that was really good advice because we both had to admit that, you know, we, as much as we were working really hard together, something was working against us and it was time to figure out what that was. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause he, you know, he probably knows a little bit more than an average yeah. CrossFit slash nutrition coach, just because of working with me and we'll go for our, our walks. And it's like, it we'll talk about some of the struggles that people will experience. Cause there's like the perfect diet, right? The perfect, I'm doing quotations. So there's the diet and the exercise routine. And then even now most nutrition coaches, which is great. They'll talk about sleep and stress management mm-hmm. and you were doing all that. Yes. We were right. Doing you were doing all, all that. that. Yeah. And that's, that's, that is exactly when people come to see me is because they were doing all this and it was, it's still not working. Um, and that's, you know, I'm glad that you reached out and I'm glad that my husband knows me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so tell me when we first start working together, like when you were, what did you think it was um, going to be like, like, what did you think you were coming in for <laughs> versus uh, what it was? So we'll start with what you thought, what, what you think it was going to be like? Um, I guess I thought it would be far more um, like something physical, something, you know, like hormones or, you know, like a, a you know, I thought maybe a, a simple test would uncover, you know, specifically something that wasn't working properly. You know, I thought, I guess I thought it would be far more straightforward. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we are complicated people. (laughs) Yes, yes, that's it. So tell me, like, then what was it? You know, what what was the experience actually working like versus what you thought it was? Well, I mean, it's it's absolutely all encompassing. It's not just you know that one test result or that one, um, you know, one quick one and done. You know, get it. One get it resolved and move on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. Um, I think that it's far more emotional than I thought it would be, which is, you know, very surprising, but absolutely necessary and quite yeah. relieving. <laughs> and what do you mean by emotional? Like what's, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, our, our meetings and our interactions are, you know, those things that get you in the back of your throat or like, you know, like the, those gut things that maybe, um, I mean, certainly I wasn't even like aware that I was feeling that way or knowing what triggers it. And, um, you know, you, you, I remember you saying one time, um, that you have a, I, one of your skills is to make awkward situations, not feel uncomfortable. And, you know, you always act ask the direct question and then I'm forced to deal with it but it's not you know uncomfortable and I think those are the things that you know it's not just like take this pill or eat this food or don't eat that food um eat this amount of food or that amount you know it's it's like what is the bigger picture and um that that was definitely something I did not expect 
Yeah. So it sounds more of like the mental, emotional shifts that happened mm -hmm. as opposed to the physical and then the physical followed. Mm -hmm. or is yeah. Following. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, because if it was just the physical, then probably what I was doing before wasn't all that wrong. <laughs> it's all yes. these other things that are layered on top of it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's 100%. And, you know, I wonder if it's because that was my journey as well. Like, that's what really got me to shift because, and then I meet people and patients who are also, whether you know it or not, you're looking for that shift. You just, because the, when the physical body isn't shifting, which was, you know, the mm -hmm. case for you, then we have to look into like, well, what's preventing it from shifting? You know, why, why isn't it shifting? Um, and then that's, the, that's the fun work. <laughs> yes. But that's because that's what makes you relatable is because you've been through it. <laughs> yes. Yes. A hundred percent. So tell me what's like, what's the biggest result? Like what's the biggest takeaway from us working together? Um, well, the first thing that came to my mind right now is that I'm probably a lot kinder to myself um, because I have more compassion for, you know, what I'm, what I'm working towards, but also the efforts that I put in and, you know, I accept the fact that I'm not perfect and that I will make mistakes, but that that's okay. And that doesn't derail the entire plan, you know? Yeah. It's a big, I remember you, I mean, you made that shift earlier on when we first started working together where, um, it's like you stopped doubting the process. Well, You're yeah, like, right. Like <laughs> I oh, wouldn't this... be here if I doubted yeah. it. <laughs> well, it was just like, oh, this is just what it takes. Mm -hmm. It's not like oh, there's and because I think most people think that okay, I'll do this thing and then this will be the result and then I'll just move on from it. Mm -hmm. Whereas it's, I mean, right? Tell me, is that is that true? Is that how you felt? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I probably originally thought I'm doing something wrong. She's going to tell me what that is and then I'll do it and then I'll be good to go. Um, but yes. yeah, it's um, far more of, a, I, I don't even want to say a commitment because that makes it sound like uh, I'm giving up something or whatever, but you it's know, more. I think commitment is the right word though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. certainly, yeah, it's a, it's a shift but it's more than just like a task that you have to do or, you know, some checkbox that you need to like make sure is on your to-do list for the day, you know? Yeah. It's like a commitment to figuring it out and to mm -hmm. becoming a different version of yourself. And to let go of the version you thought you were. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. That's yes. No, I, cause that's the, that's the shift, right? It's like, who do I need to become in order to be this person that I want to be? And then you don't really realize the molding that takes place. That's the, mm -hmm. that's the hard work, if you will. Um, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Now, what is the kind of, if we are um, more of like a physical result, what's the biggest physical result? that you noticed or physical change? Um, I mean, it's the little things I would say, um, you know, the like skin appearance, hair, nails, like those, um, the, the things that maybe I'm the only one that may notice it, but, um, the, those true signs of inner health, I guess, yes. <laughs> you know, it's yes. not just what we put on. It's like what comes through. Um, yeah, I think 
and and I mean I I obviously see changes in my body over well overall and you yeah. know weight loss and things like that but I when I think of our overall objective of wellness those are like wellness indicators I would say you know brighter eyes clearer mind um yeah brighter eyes and clearer mind that's it <laughs> that's awesome I love it I'm sure you're not the only one that's noticing it though maybe but I'm not seeking that kind of um validation I guess is also this part of yes. the shift Right. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so my next question was like, what's the kind of mental, emotional shift that you've noticed the biggest shift in how you view health? Um, I think um, awareness and, and being more present. I mean, we have, you've taught me a lot about how to gather information about myself even so that I can monitor my own wellness and, you know, responses to different kinds of exposures and, um, so having that data is really helpful. Um, and then yes. knowing what to do with it, even, you know, having to learn what to do with it. Yes. Um, so, uh, and then that basically makes me a little bit more present and I make decisions instead of just going through life, you know, if, even if I'm going to make a poor decision, I do it with the knowledge of the outcome. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you haven't made very many poor decisions at all in the last little while. Well, I try, I try not to, but I'm not perfect, like I said. <laughs> no, no, it's yeah. not about being perfect, though. So that's no. that's amazing. Um, what do you feel like is the most valuable thing that you learned through this kind of healing journey? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I the most valuable I mean there's a lot of value but the one of the things that we talked about early on was like what are your non-negotiables and um you know I think that that's something that I've revisited a number of times especially throughout the process because they've obviously changed what I felt was a non-negotiable on day one um you know like I I I'm not even afraid to say it. I'm pretty sure red wine was on my top five non-negotiables on day one. And, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't even put it on the list now. So, you know, it's not that I wouldn't have that, but it, I used to think that that was something that I could not do without. And yes. that just, um, you know, I, revisiting it and realigning the priority and then reflecting on, you know, where I came from. Um, those are, nice motivators and, and good kind of like awareness, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fun. I mean, I think that's really relatable. Most people don't want to be told that they can't have wine. No, nobody wants to be told that. No, I don't remember if I told you that you can't have wine. You never did. You told me to, I even remember you said plan two glasses of wine a week, schedule it in. And I thought, okay. And now I, you know, what made you stop it then? <laughs> I look, well, I, I, I don't entirely stop it, but I look at it and know how it's going to impact my sleep, how I'm going to feel the next day, even if it's not um, something that would have even been measurable for me in the past. Um, I know that my heart rate variability is going to come down and my resting heart rate is going to go up and I won't be as recovered the next day and all of that stuff. So <laughs> it's the awareness, it's a, right? It's funny you yes. say that, but it's the, um, <laughs> You know, for those people who don't know what Michelle's talking about, but the aura ring is something that I use, you know, personally myself, but 
recommend it for my patients because then I can track you guys, right? I can mm-hmm. track you and um, understand what's going on because a lot of the times, um, this is a perfect example of like you were getting eight to nine hours of sleep. So we knew that sleep, quote unquote, wasn't really an issue. But if we see that the heart rate variability is low, then we know that there is still stress on the system. And that's why we have to dig in and do um, a little bit more digging to understand where is that stress coming from and how can we remove it from the system? Because data isn't lying. So mm-hmm. something was up and alcohol is actually one of the best. I, I can't tell you how many of my patients said the same thing. Like they just would stop drinking because they started noticing how bad their readings was. And, mm-hmm. you know, you get a little obsessed about your readings and making them perfect. <laughs> yeah. You can't hide from it. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. though like there's no such thing as perfect, but you're like, oh my God, I can't, I can't send this to Jane. <laughs> Yes, but it's uh, it's just my little trick. I'm getting you <laughs> to stop doing, <laughs> stop doing the thing that you need to stop doing without me having to tell you to do it. <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's uh, um, that's awesome. And tell, I mean, you're because we've started with I don't want to say like basic things, but <laughs> you've just finished another five day water fast, mm-hmm. which I think. I'm not sure if you would have ever thought about doing that before. Um, no, uh, I don't even know anybody who had done one. So I yeah. definitely wouldn't come up by that, with that by myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, tell me kind of your experience with the five-day water fast. Sure. I mean, I've done two now, um, each about a month apart. So I think um, like anything the experience started before I actually did it and I remember the first time you mentioned it and it was a very side comment probably just to see what my reaction would be yes yeah um, plan to see. <laughs> and I'm sure my heart rate went up a little bit it was you know I think the anticipation of it was a bit nerve-wracking but um you know as you know we went through like a, a prep process and you know I probably took six weeks to do that and I I went into it very prepared the first time. um, It was mostly the unknown, um, not really having any data to rely on of how I was going to feel or what was going to happen. And, um, you know, I think I surprised myself even about how I did make it through (laughs) and how well I made through it. Um, The first time I had done it, um, where I planned the, the days that I expected to not go as well over the weekend. And, you know, I think even those days went better than expected and I was still able to hold on through the five days. Um, the second time was very different from the first time, which is also very super interesting um, where, you know, I actually planned to do it throughout the week and I worked five those five days and, you know, was able to, manage my energy levels even though it required elevators um but (laughs) uh yeah just a very different experience you know second time I was far more hungry I was you know maybe less moody but definitely reserved and and hungry (laughs) yes and hungry um and how was it like you know coming out of something like that yeah I think um after five days of only consuming distilled water 
um, the the makes you kind of careful about what what's next um, and how you break that fast. And then, you know, it's a sacrifice for sure for five days to give up food and everything. (laughs) So, and it's not just the food um, it's, you know, the social life, it's the interaction with people because that's really, you know, hard to that's do when we interact you're... with people yeah yeah there's no Around food and drinks there's no and, lunches yeah. and <laughs> coffee breaks and things like mm-hmm. that they so um I found that I was a little bit more selective of what I was going to put in my body and how I was going to spend my time which is a very powerful boundary to mm-hmm. learn how to draw mm-hmm. that's amazing um yeah because I mean this that's that's a more uh, intense, you know, I don't want people to think that everybody that works with me goes through a five-day water fast, (laughs) but, um, you know, tell us why, why that was kind of the next step for you. Do you know? Well, my understanding was that, you know, we went through the healing process, you know, heal the gut, get the, um, the, detox system, you know, kind of working, get everything kind of optimized. And then, um, this was like kind of our next step as far as getting the weight to move and to try to get metabolic flexibility and the benefits of the fasting, which are seemingly endless. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of of the type where I will likely commit to do anything that somebody I trust asks me to do or suggests that I do as long as I understand the why and you know, those were, that was enough for me. So I'm not sure if I missed anything, but <laughs> you can let no. me know. No, you didn't. I mean, honestly, it depends on um, what stage people are in, because sometimes we, we think of fasting just for weight loss, but it really, mm-hmm. fast, weight loss is of course going to happen, but that's not the primary reason that we do it. And the word that you mentioned um, is metabolic flexibility, mm-hmm. but also the stem cell surge that happens to basically regenerate a bunch of new cells for aging and healing and, you know, joint repair, uh, immune system reset, gut reset. Like there's so many different mm-hmm. reasons as to why we do it. Um, and yeah, so you were just it was the next step for us for sure I just wanted to see if you actually knew I know the word (laughs) I know I know (laughs) I know the word um no that's amazing Michelle thank you for sharing that tell me is there anything like what would you recommend or say to someone who is thinking about trying naturopathic medicine or trying alternative medicine and they're not you know, they're on the fence or they're not sure, or maybe they had a bad experience. Well, I think it would depend on which one of those people I'm talking to, but I think that anybody that is thinking about it, um, it's probably not at all what they're, what they expect it is, because if you're not sure, then you don't really know. Um, and Cause I think that from my experience, it's been a lot of information gathering and like really trying to dig into why, um, why anything. And it's not, it's not necessarily like, I mean, 
I'm trying to figure out how to word this, but basically if you go down the path, then expect to go all the way down the path, basically, you know, it's not like a scratch the surface and, you know, depending on if somebody did have a bad experience, maybe they didn't, um, maybe they didn't get to the answers or they didn't get really to the questions, you know? Um, yes. Yep. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, because I think, you know, the way that I have uh, set up practice now and program is that I do get people to commit to the path mm. as opposed to scratching the surface mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, in my past experience, like, I just know that doesn't work. You do have to really commit to commit to figuring it out. Yep. Right. Cause it's going to take some time, especially the more stress we have, the older we are, the more, whatever, the more issues we have. I don't want to say the longer necessarily, that's not necessarily true, but it, uh, it does take time to figure out, you know, the quote unquote, the root cause. And sometimes I know we've had some sessions where you've told me something about a past experience. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I had no idea that you were holding this and carrying this. And of course it's impacting your levels of stress. You know, of course it's impacting how you're showing up at work and this. And I just didn't know. And I don't know mm-hmm. if you didn't think about sharing it or, you know, why uh, it didn't come up. It just didn't. Yeah, that's it's always interesting. I know exactly those conversations you're talking about. And I say it so casually as though like it's not a big deal and and it's a it's a can of worms that we just you know, open that up and deal with yes. it. Yeah. 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 Oh, by the way, I have this giant thing that I've been carrying around with me. Oh, okay. Sounds no good. Um, so your advice would be to just commit to the process, commit to the journey. Yeah. I mean, and, and the other thing is, is like, if you're going to try and find out why, or if you want to know, if you want answers to whatever your questions are, then, um, you know, it's one thing to commit to ask that or to determine what that is, but it's a whole other, um, there's a whole other avenue to go down to resolve it. Um, yes. And it may not just be that first thing that you think it is. Yeah, it probably isn't actually. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and probably not like the second or the third thing either. <laughs> right. But they all need to be dealt with. So, you know, may as well knock them off in whatever they order they present. <laughs> It's true. That's it. Exactly. Um, No, because I mean, now if we fast forward or, you know, rewind back to when we first started working together a year and a half ago to now, what do you feel like is the biggest difference between Michelle a year and a half ago and the Michelle now? Mm, I think I probably um, set myself as a higher priority and Mm -hmm. I do a better job of setting boundaries and and putting my my wellness ahead of what I think is an obligation or or yep. some sort of external kind of influence. Yeah. Um, and I think that even something as basic as like prioritizing my sleep as a non-negotiable item that there's a real trickle effect of, of something like that. You know, if you prioritize something, even as seemingly small as sleep with even, you know, the massive benefit of it, it 
actually influences a lot of little things in your day and in your life and what you're willing yeah. to tolerate. Yeah. Yeah, that's really powerful because we always underestimate the small things that we do, right? Like we're waiting for this like big aha thing, mm -hmm. but really it's just accumulation of these tiny little things that you do every day. Um, and maybe even how we think about, not even how we think about those things, but how we think about ourselves throughout the day. And then, you know, the impact that it has on us long-term. Yeah. And the other, the other thing I was going to say too, that the biggest change is that how I've been able to normalize things that in, you know, a year ago or two years ago, I would have thought, even if I would have thought to myself, I'm doing this healthy thing, you know, now I'm just doing the thing, you know, this is a little mm -hmm. bit of a shift, but it's just normal. It's normalized instead of being an effort or an extra. Yeah. And I, I don't think that that was a little shift. I remember that was a really big shift because um, the frustration was right. Like I'm doing all of these things that are quote unquote healthy, but Mm -hmm. And there's always that, but like, I'm doing this, but I'm not getting the results that I want. Mm -hmm. And I remember the shift of like, so why are we doing those things? Oh, yeah. cause I just want to do them anyways. Okay. Then, then just do them anyways. <laughs> right. Like just let's stop caring about what the results should be. You like doing them. Great. Then do them. <laughs> I do remember, I remember that now. <laughs> yeah, it was a big shift. It wasn't a small shift. So, um, no, and that's the, yeah. Thank you for reminding me of that as well, because I, um, I believe that very many people get stuck in that where we're just waiting for the result. And then you eventually just stop doing it, even though you might like going to the gym, you like, you probably enjoy it, but because the results weren't what they were mm -hmm. and you're like oh the gym just didn't work yeah it's like yeah that doesn't it might still work <laughs> it <laughs> will there's just other things that are that need to be dealt with first so um that's awesome is there anything else that you want to share is there anything else that i missed asking you that you feel like the world needs to know <laughs> i don't know um i guess Maybe. you don't have to share anything if you don't yeah have I was just thinking like maybe it's the fact that like we shouldn't underestimate like the little things that we do because I probably approached this whole process with the expectation that I was going to do something big I think you maybe even mentioned that like it was going to be some big shift like some big action or one thing and I really didn't do any any one grand you know gesture one grand change it's just a bunch of micro changes that yeah that add up to a big thing yeah. I, and I mean you did end up doing a big thing after you did you know you did a five-day water fast and then you you did it twice and we did you know we did a like a 10-week detox uh last yeah, that was, summer but that was a bunch of little things too right like it's yes, I mean yes. it is one umbrella kind of thing but if if I would have had to do all of the things that we did through that 10 weeks at one time, I probably would not have succeeded, but it was very, yes. you know, do this little thing. Now do this little thing. Now do this little thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, then this, and then next thing you know, you're drinking green juice and going to saunas. <laughs> and, and eating raw garlic. <laughs> yeah. And eating raw garlic. You're like, how did this happen to me? <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. You're, you're absolutely right though. It is this big umbrella, but you kind of, 
you need to break it up into these small steps because it makes it really manageable for our brain, right? To Mm -hmm. say, okay, I can do this. I can do this for two weeks. I can eat lentils for however long (laughs) or sardines. I remember (laughs) on that. No, that's amazing. Well, if there isn't anything else, I'd love to take you through the final five. Okay. And then we can wrap this up. And uh, yeah, is that... That was the last little bit. I think so. All right. I can't think of anything else. So final five is really just designed to be one word or one sentence, really rapid fire um, answers. Of course, you can go into details a little bit more if you want to, uh, (laughs) but they're designed to be one word in one sentence. Answers. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, let's do it. So what is the best advice about health that you have ever received? Hopefully it was for It doesn't me. have to be perfect. They don't have to it be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. That's you don't good. have to be perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. What is the worst advice about healthy that you've ever received? <laughs> oh man. Can I give context? Yes. Yeah. I went I once had I went to see a doctor one time and I told him that I was struggling to lose weight. And he said, Well, calories in, calories out, and sent me on my way. It was terrible. That's perfect, isn't it? <laughs> it's so crazy that, um, I mean, you know, that's just the uh, where, where we're at, but uh, no context. I'm assuming that he asked how much you were eating or nope. exercising. Calories in, calories out. Calories in, calories out. All right, number three, tell me what is your own personal biohack right now that you are swearing by? Hmm. That's hard own personal one bone broth yeah yeah just daily no not necessarily every day but every, you know every other day I what, mean, do, what do you notice with a bone broth I mean I do bone broth almost daily as well but well I feel really amazing um mm-hmm. and I notice like the, the hair skin nails like all of those wonderful thing um but I I just really enjoy it so (laughs) I know if that's if that's the one benefit that I get to drink something that's yummy then I'm good (laughs) yeah it's just like a nice warm hug to your belly I find yeah um tell me what is your uh purpose and mission right now well my purpose and mission right now is not much different than how I always looked at it but I'm always looking for meaningful connections with people and um, ways that, you know, I can be supportive to them. It's awesome. I love that. It's simple and it's great. (laughs) All right. The last question is, if there was one thing that you could tell everyone to do and they had to do it, what would it be? Laugh. Laugh. (laughs) That's it. That's simple. I mean, we do, we all need to laugh and we all need to, uh, connect with one another. So I love, uh, I love the answers to your last two questions. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for taking the time for sharing your story. I hope that, um, your story inspires and, um, you know, inspires people and gets them to look at their health a little bit differently and to maybe, pursue their health in a more 
rigorous, vigorous. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the right term, <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? <laughs> committed. <laughs> yeah, more committed to their health and to committed to figuring out.